Hello, everybody, and welcome to a bonus series of High Culture with Low Friends that I call The Tens. This is a new uh, bonus series that uh, we are uh, putting here um, on the High Culture with Low Friends um, set of episodes um, where basically um, we tell you about our top tens of everything. Now, <clears throat> keep in mind, uh, this is completely opinion-oriented. This isn't meant to be some sort of definitive list that everyone should uh, ascribe to. This just happens to be my favorite, and uh, my favorites change over time. Uh, but I thought I would start with the thing that excites me most, which is bands, music. So I'm going to do my top 10 uh, bands of all time. And again, these are, these are my opinion. I'm going to work down from... 10 to 1 um, and um, tell you a little bit about them um, and hopefully um, if you haven't heard of any of the bands that are on my list it'll inspire you to go and check them out um, I'm pretty sure most of these um, if not all um, can be found on Spotify so let's start from the top number 10 well number 10 is actually uh, uh, a three-way tie for me. I could not make up my mind to save the life of me um, of which one of these three bands was my favorite. They're all part of the same genre. It's uh, the genre of symphonic goth, uh, which uh, if you uh, listen to the episode on Discovering New Music, is you'll hear me talk about how I, I fell into this in the late 90s and into the 2000s, um, this genre of symphonic goth. And um, so the three bands I have in my number 10 spot are Camelot, Nightwish, and Epica. All three of these bands just put out uh, quality albums time after time, um, quality music uh, that has a strong sort of uh, almost classical, uh, very symphonic background, but with these somewhat goth um, lyrics, um, a metal um, sort of, um, I'm trying to think of the word for it, um, sensibility, uh, heavy metal, heavy metal sensibility. Um, I, I lean towards Epica mainly because I'm such a big fan of the lead singer, um, Simone Simmons. Um, they are, I believe a Dutch band. Um, Nightwish, I believe is a Finnish band. I could be totally wrong about that. I haven't, um, a lot of the symphonic goth that I listen to, I don't uh, deep dive into. I just enjoy listening to the music so much. So number 10 of uh, top 10 favorite bands, it is a tie between Camelot, Nightwish, and Epica. And number nine, we've got the Steve Miller Band. Talk about someone with sustaining power with the ability to write music that, that just lasts um, straight ahead, rock and roll. It's probably considered classic rock um, these days. Um, Steve Miller's heyday was the 70s, but he did a lot in the 80s and he never quit. Um, he still goes out on tour. I actually saw him live uh, way back in 1991. And oh my God, what a concert that was. He just, uh, everything from um, uh, Fly Like an Eagle to uh, Jungle Love, um, 
tons of songs. Um, all you got to do is listen to Steve Miller's uh, greatest hits, 74 to 78. And you'll probably, um, if you're a music aficionado, if you're a fan of music, you'll probably recognize at least half of the songs that are on that album. And number eight, the band Green Day. Green Day sort of revitalized uh, the punk music scene um, during the uh, grunge and alternative um, scene that we saw in the 90s. Green Day kind of um, got mixed into that, but, but but what they really were doing was, was bringing back uh, the punk sensibility, um, punk rock. And um, man, again, just one album after another with outstanding lyrics, um, outstanding um, um, songs um, time and time again. Um, probably my favorite song of theirs is a song called She, which I believe is on the album Dookie. I could be wrong about that. Um, but uh, number eight, Green Day. At the number, number seven spot on my top ten list is the band Cake. Now, I've really been kind of surprised how many people haven't heard of Cake. They are... Um, I'm not even sure that they fit in a genre because they have so many different influences. They're rock and roll. They have some, some R&B and jazz influences in there. Um, they have, um, they're definitely considered probably um, independent uh, uh, indie pop uh, music for sure. But I, I would say you could just call them a, a rock and roll band just, you know, uh, without genre because they do so many things. Now, my favorite album of theirs is uh, an album from, I believe, 2004, 2002, somewhere in there called Fashion Nugget. Um, if you haven't heard of Kate and you haven't heard of that album, check it out from top to bottom. Um, pretty much every single song on there is uh, listenable. A um, couple of them, you want to learn the words because they're sing-along. And one of the things that's really great about Cake is they do have a habit of taking old standards or um, old pop music and uh, giving it a new twist. Um, they did that with uh, Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive. <laughs> Their version is amazing. Um, so check out my number seven uh, top 10 band, Cake. Uh, number six, Soundgarden. Now, most people will know Soundgarden was one of the big four of the uh, grunge movement uh, during um, the early to mid-90s. Um, you had Soundgarden, uh, Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam, and of course, Nirvana. Um, I always liked Soundgarden um, because they had sort of a heavier, darker um, sound um, than the others in, that, that were part of that grunge movement. And... Um, Chris Cornell, my God, the man was born to sing. Uh, it was such a loss uh, when he passed away a few years ago. Uh, I remember even doing a tribute for him on my Facebook because I was so upset about it. Um, he was a, an out, outstanding lyricist, an incredible singer. Um, so definitely, um, if, if for any reason you have never listened to or checked out Soundgarden, then, then by all means do so. Uh, check out uh, my number six, uh, Soundgarden. And number five on my top ten bands of all time is the band Tool. Tool, again, is uh, kind of hard to put into a genre. I think a lot of times they're classified as uh, metal, 
although I think that's not really accurate. Um, their music is dark. It's brooding. The lyrics are usually um, considerably uh, impactful, um, also dark, um, and usually uh, having to do with things in society, uh, societal change, the lack of societal change. Um, they, they're, um, um, I always forget how to, his name, Maynard. I always just call him Maynard. Maynard. Uh, Keenan Maynard, um, the uh, lead singer, the, the the leader of Tool, essentially. And um, he's just, man, he's done some incredible stuff um, from their from their album, Undertow, all the way up through Lateralist. It's just one heavy-hitting um, uh, smack in the face um, along the entire journey. So um, if you're not a fan, but you're uh, of Tool, but you are a fan of darker music, then you definitely need to check them out. And also, I would say check out the uh, second project that he did after that, which was A Perfect Circle. Number four on my top 10 bands list, um, Alice in Chains. And I really fought with myself about whether or not I wanted Alice in Chains in the top three. I was a huge fan of Alice in Chains. Jerry Cantrell, Lane Staley, one of the greatest songwriting duos of uh, modern rock, um, in my opinion, uh, you know, helped. They were really, in, in my opinion, um, it was Alice in Chains and Nirvana, the, those two bands that really spearheaded the grunge movement. Uh, Alice in Chains is, I would say, a little bit heavier than Nirvana. Um, but, um, you know, no less important, um, you know, they, they uh, again, I, I think there were even uh, friendships between members of Nirvana and uh, members of Alice in Chains. Um, and it was such, again, this was one of those stories where um, uh, Lane Staley uh, died in the late 90s. And um, I remember just being totally, uh, well, first of all, disappointed. Uh, I, I was actually kind of angry at him for uh, dying for, because he was such a musical talent and, and identified that was, I was, um, you know, roughly the same age as Elaine Staley at the time that they were um, popular. And it was, it was just such a devastation to me that someone with so much talent would be gone uh, and not, it, I look back and wonder what he could have done um, had he not passed away. Um, so number four um, on my list is Alice in Chains. And if you've never listened to them, I, I think you should. I think you'd be doing yourself a disservice if you didn't at least check out their, uh, their first album, Facelift, um, just to get a sense of uh, what they were about. So... Um, when uh, when I come back, I'm going to have my top three, top ten bands of all time. So uh, before I get to my top three, I want to do some honorable mentions because, man, I really fought with myself trying to um, put together my top ten list. I have such a wide variety of music that I like to listen to and have listened to uh, my entire life. 
I've been just fascinated by music ever since I was about, I don't know, seven years old. Um, and so I, there's a lot of stuff I listen to. There's a lot of bands that I've discovered over the years that I've been fans of, that I've followed. And um, there's probably a, a couple of these bands in my honorable mentions that at some point were in my top 10 list. So I'm just going to kind of rattle them off. Um, the old 97s is an indie pop band um, that does, that they have a fairly eclectic um, sound. Again, it's really hard to put them into a genre. Um, Breaking Benjamin, um, the alternative band from the late 90s that they continue to make music. Uh, big fan of all their stuff. Um, I love the the edginess and the, the heaviness. Uh, a friend of mine calls it genty music because um, <laughs> it has a heavy sound to it. <clears throat> um, Within Temptation is another symphonic goth band uh, led by the vocals of uh, Sharon Denadell. Just some incredible stuff. Again, very uh, sort of ethereal, um, almost like fantasy. Um, if you enjoy that sort of thing, definitely check out Within Temptation. Uh, Faith No More, another one of these bands that came out of the grunge movement um led by um, uh, mike Patton, which that dude is just crazy but he is awesome he, he does a lot of cool stuff he also did a band uh, uh was in a band called mr bungle uh you could always check out um judas priest and this is the one that probably uh, used to be in my top 10 and if it weren't for just the way my sort of appreciation for music has evolved over time and 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 i've kind of looked at all so much variety then they would definitely be in my top uh 10. they were the first heavy metal band that i was a fan of uh the first concert i ever went to was a jewish priest concert and uh th those guys have always been and always will be the gods of uh, heavy metal in my opinion so those are just a few of my um uh, honorable mentions before I get on to my top three. Now, some people who know me may be a little shocked. Uh, my number three uh, top favorite band of all time is the Beatles. And there's a couple of different reasons for that. Number one, John, Paul, George, and Ringo were, without them, there would be no modern music. Um, there would be no modern rock. Everything that has happened since 1964 has happened because of them. Um, none of these other bands. I mean, even you can listen to pieces of Nirvana songs that have these um, wonderful chord progressions and um, these themes and um, thematic trends within that, that echo right back to the Beatles and everything they did. The Beatles was a band that wasn't afraid to experiment. I mean, you look at that 10-year period where they were making music, and they they went from, from one extreme to the other in the type of music they were doing. They were extremely innovative, creative, and, um, you know, whether it's the vocals, the music, the lyrics, whatever it is, always top-notch. I mean, I could do a, a top 10 list of just Beatles songs, um, probably top 20 list. They, they had so many hits. They had, um, you know, so much magic there. Um, their impact um, on music is huge. Uh, and uh, that, along with just my love of the music, is the reason why they come in at number three on my top 10 bands of all time. 
Number two is Rush, Getty Lee, Neil Peart, Alex Lifeson. Um, these guys uh, were the epitome of the progressive rock band from the 70s to the 80s to the 90s to the 2000s. Probably the hardest working rock band ever in the history of music. Um, and they have never stopped. They have kept going, um, you know, beyond just the music and the lyrics, uh, primarily written by Neil Peart. Um, they, um, they epitomized a, a certain uh, a feeling and um, um, their, their music is just, um, it's universal. No matter what era they're writing in, it's universal, it's relatable, and it's always evolving. Um, I, I don't, I think that Rush is one of these bands that even long after uh, we're gone 50 years from now, their music will still be relatable, it'll still be popular and playing, and uh, it's just, they're, they're an amazing band. Um, it was actually kind of, kind of rough looking at the number one and number two spot on my list. Uh, I thought about switching them around a couple of times. However, my number one favorite band of all time has to be Electric Light Orchestra. Now, some of you are going, who? Electric Light Orchestra? Uh, they were big in the 70s. They started in uh, 1969 as a side project for Jeff Lynn, the leader of the band, and Roy Wood, who were members of the band called The Move. Um, as it turns out, though, this um, the Electric Light Orchestra became the primary um, uh, project uh, for Jeff Lynn. Um, and then as time went by, man, oh, man. The cast of characters that he put together to uh, be in this band, Bev Bevan on drums, Richard Tandy on keyboards, Kelly Grookett on bass, Mick Kaminsky on violin, Lewis Clark on cello, um, who am I forgetting? I know I'm forgetting somebody. Um, it was just this incredible, and again, they were sort of the, uh, the epitome of what a progress, progressive uh, rock band um, was supposed to be where they were constantly utilizing new technologies uh, and new ways to use instruments, especially classical instruments, to create a rock sound that was uniquely uh, ELO. Um, they released a, a double album in 1977 called Out of the Blue that was globally phenomenal. Um, to this day, you will still hear uh, I mean, who doesn't know Mr. Blue Sky, um, the ELO anthem of uh, positivity. Um, so I, they were the first band that I ever heard. The first bit of music that ever entered my ear is you can uh, listen to uh, the bonus episode uh, song Redux on Evil Woman. Uh, but Electric Light Orchestra, uh, just they, they had a 15-year period um 15 i guess more like 18 year period where they just created so much phenomenal music jeff lynn is a is an excellent lyricist uh and arranger and uh they just did such a um a wonderful job that they will always be there my number one place um on my top 10 band of all time so there you have it uh wolf's 
Top 10 bands of all time. Number one, Yellow. Number two, Rush. Number three, Beatles. Number four, Alice in Chains. Number five, Tool. Number six, Soundgarden. Number seven, Cake. Number eight, Green Day. Number nine, Steve Miller Band. And tied at number 10, Camelot, Nightwish, and Epica in a three-way battle. I hope you have enjoyed this bonus episode of uh, High Culture with Low Friends that, again, we call the 10s. Um, and in the meantime, stay cultured, my friends. You've been listening to High Culture with Low Friends, a weekly odyssey of everything pop culture. High Culture with Low Friends is copyright and produced by Wicked Wolf Media Art Studios. Be sure to follow and subscribe so you don't miss a moment. Thank you.